This show is presented by Manscaped. Sign up for 20% off manscaped.com using the code DANGLE. Jesse Blake. Sorry, Evander Kane, but you are not the top story today. Uh -uh. No, not even number two. Uh -uh. Who's the main character? The main character today is Noxie and Cax knocking it out of the park with over 5,000 hits on YouTube already. Just want to say that first show is out. And I know, Jesse, you've rec haven't you recorded episode two already? We have. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we did that yesterday. Can we do a little teasy? Oh, I don't think that's not on me. That's not, that's well, not, not for me to spoil. No, he's, no, he's right. He's right. He can't pull a me. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah, we can't have that ship. The ship be that leaky. No. <laughs> no. no, no. <laughs> okay. Well, listen. We're we're very very excited for them going into it. The outpouring was amazing. The support was amazing. Thank you so much for supporting that show. And obviously, it's going to be out two times a week. So you're going to have and 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 they stuck to half an hour. Hey, <laughs> shut up. They stuck to half an hour. That's the first show in network history and that is stuck, stuck to half to, an hour. You mean you got this thing about how shows should be half an hour? A little, some shows should be half an hour. <laughs> no, they need they need a bad influence. We got to get CJ and Julian to talk to yeah. them. Hey, hey, don't be such nerds. <laughs> you guys ever try smoking? You know, they, they gotta they gotta be like that. I like that. The I like, people okay. they taught us we would encounter in our lives at assemblies. So, the, so yeah. are they the are they the like the Malfoy of the of the universe here of these SDPN universe? More like Bulk and Skull from the Power Rangers. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, all right, I like that. Um, uh, uh, number two on the list again, not Evander Kane. <gasps> Still, is that? Guys, Toronto Maple Leaf Whoa. are reportedly interested in. Whoa. ISO me. Give me the ISO. You want the camera? Okay. Give me the how ISO. Do you, how do you do it? Evander Kane. The Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> are reportedly interested in Calvin motherfreaking DeHaan, oh, baby. Yeah! yeah! Woo! Yeah! It's Stanley Cup time, baby, DeHaan! Come home! Come home! You should have signed here a few years ago anyway. We'll forget about that. Mm-hmm. It'll only cost the leaf. Oh. They're saying it'd be like a mid-round pick. If you, it you gave him the, uh, the very disappointed parent on the lip. He signed elsewhere when he shouldn't have. You know, I think that might be because he's from Carp, Ontario. There might be a little bit of Sens versus Leafs there. And well, he let it cloud his judgment. And now he's ready to be right. If he comes to Toronto and they make it to the second round and there's that little bit of playoff magic, does that mean he's a magic card? Oh, oh, Adam. Adam, that was da awful. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, no. I thought that was great. I don't know what the problem well, is. Calvin the Hun, Toronto Maple Leaf, future anyway. Let's well, go. Dubas, get it done. We found his nickname if he gets here. And when he scores, he'll be Gyarados. That's right. You see, because... that's I don't know. It might be stretching. Shots from the point are hyperbeam. No, we're workshopping here. Jesse Finger snaps. Jesse, Jesse wants to say something. We should let him. Where's the report from? Uh, the report. I know the answer. I know. There's a reason I'm asking I know. the question. Listen, okay. <laughs> Dude.Instagram? It's not Dude.Instagram. The report came from Steve's favorite insider, the fourth period. Oh. Well, it was fun. <laughs> you don't know that. 
Montreal's Ben Sherratt, Dallas is John Klingberg, Anaheim's Josh Manson are also potential targets for the Toronto Maple Leafs, but those players would, would re- from according to Bleacher Nation, would require a no. much Mm-mm. higher uh, trade package. It's not according to Bleacher Nation. It's according to Bleacher Nation who's quoting the fourth period. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Listen, he does have stuff. He's quoted on Instagram a lot. He is. And I'm, call, I'm saying the fix is in. What do you mean? I'm saying there's an ecosystem of just he's he's got an in with the Instagram accounts. What do you mean? The Instagram accounts that all look the same and uh, have similar graphics. And, <laughs> Wait, know, are you saying that he reports something and then has a bunch of Instagram accounts? I'm just saying that the report, truth is that out aggregate there. Aggregate his information. I. Are you saying? Hold Jordan on. Are you Peterson saying David Pagnetta says is, is Instagram? He's smart insider man. And their insider accounts. Or false flags or something. I don't know. By the uh, way, I hope David, if he hears this, takes none of this personally. No. Or just no. goofing. No. Just, just goofing around. No. But, Calvin but. No, on. we'll have a meetup of coffee that I uh, won't show up to. Is that what happened? <laughs> no. I'm still bitter about the Eric Carlson thing from years ago. Oh, for God's yeah. sake. Stop it. <laughs> um, listen, Evander Kane is the top story today. And... There's a lot there's a lot to get through here. First off, what you need to know is that the Oilers have signed him to a one-year contract, $750,000. Number two, what you need to know is that he was cleared of any wrongdoing. They didn't exonerate him, but they said there wasn't evidence sufficient to support what the San Jose Sharks said uh, amounted to him having his contract voided. Now, now there's not enough evidence for more discipline. More discipline. His, the the yeah. discipline that he has already still applies. Like his contract. We so that's how that they stuff. could. Because we, Steve and yeah. I were talking this last night. This is day. tremendously yeah. confusing. Yeah. So, so he got, he, he got his contract voided and he, and he had the, the, was it a suspension or he had something? There's uh, some sort of discipline. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't think there, there There's was. been nothing extra. So his contract's voided by the Sharks because of all the reasons that the Sharks okay. gave to the NHL. They're like, okay, go ahead, do this. And then the NHL starts investigating to see if there should be any supplementary discipline uh-huh. for breaking the law and breaking COVID protocols and all those things. And they found that there was no evidence, sufficient evidence to give him any more punishment to stop him from signing with the team. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. Okay. Yeah. So what that means is the Sharks had evidence. That evidence has been verified. They were able to uh, terminate his terminate contract. His contract. Yeah. So that was confusing last night because it was like, wait a second. So are you saying none of this happened? Then shouldn't he get all his money back from the Sharks? That's what I was thinking. Right. And also, not only should they pay him, they should be penalized against the cap. Yeah, they should. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, this is going to be... if that's not the case. This is going to be a Mike Richards situation. There is some sort of payout happening here. There has to be. Yeah, because the grievance that Evander Kane has filed against the NHL, uh, the NHLPA has filed on behalf of Evander Kane to the NHL. That's still pending. So right. who knows if the NHLPA wins their grievance because there wasn't sufficient evidence to suspend him further. I don't know. I've heard that this uh, yesterday's news won't affect that grievance, which is hmm. clear as mud. I don't understand <laughs> it. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. But okay. Yeah. Sure, he's not suspended. So um, with all that said, um, he is going to the Oilers. He he did talk to uh, Kayla Gray on the shift. Kayla Kayla Gray, noted helper of finding my lost dog. Uh, when my, really? When, yeah, when Seti, when Seti got out uh, a couple years ago, Kayla was one of the first people to message me on, on, on Twitter, like, how can I help? And then like, yeah, she's amazing. Oh, it, well, it's, a, it's an awful feeling. Yes, and yeah. she was all over it, and she's great, and we love Kayla. Shout out to Kayla in the shift um, at TSN. So 
Um, she sat down with him. Now, the thing with Evander Kane is he is really good at the sit and chats. The very serious one-on-one in the room sit and chats. He Practice. had one. He had one not six months ago. No, yeah, I think... Uh, Who did it? Was it Was it Greg Wyshynski? No, Greg? No, 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 sorry, sorry. Greg Wyshynski tweeted the screenshot oh. of, like, oh, he's got, like, a rubric here. <laughs> here. Or he's got, like, a... like a God, I'm, I'm missing... There's a strategy. A strategy. Yes. There it is. Was yep. it Linda Cohn? I don't know. I'm going to look it up right now. I'm looking at Greg's Twitter account, hoping to find it, but he tweets a lot. Damn it, Greg. It might not. I'm sure know. tweet a lot, Greg. I think I saw it this morning. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, he does the, the sit down. It was with Linda Cohn. Yeah. There you go. And so they do the, the sit down face to face, you know, you know, and, and, and whenever somebody's done something serious, like it was um, like, like Charlemagne did with Travis Scott after Astroworld, like. Everybody on 60 Minutes, you, you have this sit and chat, but this is his second in six months. And obviously, there's been a lot of controversy that's followed Evander Kane, not just here, but anywhere he's gone. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't get it at the beginning. Like there was the, the money phone thing when he was, you know, in his first team where he was in that's Vegas nothing. and he had this, that was nothing. That was stupid. No, we defended him for years. A thousand percent. Yeah. And then there was the, the, the tracksuit situation with J- Dustin Bufflin where he showed up late and didn't show up in a suit and Dustin Bufflin threw his tracksuit in the shower and they're like, okay, we better trade him. Well, and at the end of that, I'm like, I don't know, it kind of sounds like Bufflin was the jerk. hundred <laughs> percent. But yeah. And the helicopter from Buffalo to Toronto for like a Jays game or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. which and I'm like, again, he's got the money to do it, I guess. So like, does it matter? Yeah, yeah he doesn't have the money. He filed for bankruptcy just before. True, camp. but we I didn't know that. But back in that day, we didn't know that, right? Sure, like, you didn't yeah. know. So what we found out though through uh, for the athletic uh, was that essentially, um, and this was all detailed in a report at the end of the summer. Several Sharks players went to Doug Wilson and said, please do not bring this person back. Yeah. Team's leading scorer. Yeah. Best and forward. there was accusations of abuse. There was accusations of, um, I think, I think unpaid child support. There was accusations of, uh, we know he's got a crippling gambling debt. Virtually everything. Right. Now, have any of those been substantiated? No, but the accusations were made. And, you know, I think you have to, I'm, I'm, I'm presenting those to you without comment, but I think we all know when an accusation, especially of spousal abuse is made, you know, you have to listen to the victim. Yeah. And well, CJ sort of brought this point up a little while ago when they were talking about Evander Kane on the CJ show until, uh, he's accused of something and it goes further, right? Like it's proven Mm -hmm. there's nothing really teams in the league can do. Right, they can't prevent him from being in the National Hockey League. Right, based on because him. legally they can't. Right, right, right. Which is now they don't have to sign him. That's that's just what it is. They don't have to sign him right away, but yes, yeah, they don't have. To. You can choose to not have him in your locker room, but like if you want him there, then it's your right because nothing legally has been done against yep. him. Yeah, yep. And you know, I saw saw people laughing at the Oilers. Like, what if they still miss the playoffs? Well, they could trade him. So. If they want. Evander Kane said today he didn't get along with every teammate. Uh, the, the narrative that he didn't get along with every teammate in San Jose is false. Right. Says, okay, great. Says leaks of that narrative came from the dressing room, not him. And quote, that's not good leadership. Mm-hmm. So the Kayla Gray interview, which I don't think is getting enough uh, credit for at least getting some more Evander Kane information out there. I don't think enough media people are quoting her at the interview directly, which is a shame. I think the job. reason is it's hard to find. It, it that is it's very, very hard to find. 
Yeah. Because it exists solely on the Bell platform. It doesn't exist on YouTube. Oh, companies got to stop. That. Yeah, I, I no. went to what tsn.ca slash the shift or whatever it is. Really? And I watched it yeah. from there. Yeah. And the reason they do that uh, is because they believe that they want to bring people into the closed universe, but that doesn't work. Oh, like, it's guys, a, you have bar down. I know. <laughs> oh, come on. I know. Uh, I know. And that's the thing, right? Is that it's just you, you, you kind of go, this is this interview is the interview. Yeah. It's the interview. Guys. So, so it's hard to find. So the, they spend the first 10 minutes is about his time in San Jose and addressing all those things. Mm -hmm. And she asks all the questions that you want to you want to ask Evander Kane. They're all in there in the half an hour that they sit down. It's just a matter of if Evander Kane will answer any of them in a way that is interesting and will say anything, which he doesn't most of the time. But she, she, they talk about how there's an incident in the athletic report, how an assistant coach challenged him to a fight in a power play meeting. And they spend like five minutes on this because the assistant coach takes off his shirt after the power what? play meeting and he comes in the locker room and he challenges to, to a fight. A, a fist fight. A fist fight with no shirt and he's flexing. He says, Evander can fight me. And this, you can go read the story online. And he, and he says all of this is true. I don't and, care who the coach is. That's a bad career move. <laughs> yeah. But, but he says, For the coach. He says all of this is true. And the question is, like, okay, what did you do to instigate a, a coach coming up to you and trying to do this? And there's no answer for that. And it's continuation of, hey, this thing happened. Yeah, but I thought it was a joke. And I got along with all my teammates. And I thought everything in the culture was good. So all they keep doing is running through all these storylines. And Evander Kane's response to everything, all of these allegations that his teammates hate him and they went to management is, no, I got along with them. Right. There's there's no there's no answer to any of this. And it's he's not, not matching. It's not it's not matching up because people aren't just trying to fight you because you're a good teammate. People don't want to take off their shirt and walk into a locker room and fight your face off <laughs> because you're a great guy. Fight a professional and athlete. There's no answer from him. You're you're so right that okay, so this must be difficult to access because this should be the number one thing that everyone's yeah. talking about this morning. Because can you imagine it's fascinating? If, can you imagine if we found out today in an interview that Randy Carlisle took off his shirt and tried to fight Dion Phaneuf or Phil Kessel or Mikhail Grabowski? Right. Also, I want to look up who the power play coach is of the San Jose Sharks because uh, that's who yeah. I'm guessing. It I is. mean, <laughs> it was in a power play meeting. They said it. I don't know, but <laughs> that wouldn't so that wouldn't be too hard to find. Right. So yeah, I'm looking at. By the way, I'm looking at. I wanted to make sure I was correct. Some of the shift episodes are available on TSN's YouTube page, although they can be buried. Others are. Uh, it's it's really tough to find. It's a shame because it's a great show and Kale is brilliant. Yeah, it's a fantastic interview. And like, so go ahead. So this is the question I have. And this is typical. I mean, obviously, from the quote I read you, let me read it one more time, from Daniel Nugent Bowman, who's such a great reporter for the Oilers. Uh, Kane says he didn't get along with every teammate. The narrative that he didn't get along with every teammate in San Jose is false. Says leaks of that narrative came from the dressing room, not him. Quote, that's not good leadership. And then when asked at the, at the press conference today, hey, you know, what would you say to Oilers fans who aren't sure about you? He said, hey, keep an open mind. Here's the hard part for us. Right. And I want to keep an open mind with anybody. I like second chances. I like redemption stories. I like sure. watching people clean it up. I don't like watching them fall. It's extremely uncut. I know that the public at, at large really likes a good fall from grace. It's not when you actually think about what's going on in somebody's life when these situations happen, you think about the crippling amount of debt that this person is in. 
just from gambling. Yeah. Now that that to me is not fun. I don't enjoy that. Right. I want him to win. I want him to turn it around. I want things. You know, I want everybody to kind of like, oh, you know, I went through a shitty time and that was super shitty and I'm going to have to pay for that, but I'm coming back and I'm going to be great. Well, and that's not about him. That's about you don't want to watch anybody go through that. No, no, 100%. Yeah. So I would always want somebody to do well, but I, 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 I think the problem here is that to do well, you got to own what you are and own what you have been. Mm. And what we're seeing here is public spin. It's... um. It's the same. Uh, it's it, it. It reminded me that that those quotes, Jesse, remind me of. You remember the hearing with Raphael Palmero, uh, Mark McGuire, and I think was oh, it Ken Kem and Eddie or one of those guys. They they brought him before the Senate when they the went to States, Congress. Yeah, and Mark Roger McGuire. <laughs> or it was Clemens. It was Clemens because yeah. Kem and Eddie had already died. Or uh, might have Soso was, was he might have been there. there. I don't know. Might have been there. Is that where Robert Roger Clemens said he misremembered? That, yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I, I'm. I'm sorry, I misremember that. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm -hmm. right. right. You misremember a needle going into your arm? You, you're sure? Come on. Come on, Roger. Come on, Rocket. Yeah. So I don't like, number one, that, that he said, well, you know, like, listen, you put me in a room with 30 people that I'm not going to be best friends with any of them no. or all of them. I might be best friends with I'm not any of them. them. I fucking hate them all. No, I'm not going to be best friends with all of them. I might be best friends with two or three of them, yeah. like we have here. But I don't have like a, 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 a any situation I've walked into. When you when you were in school, you're not best friends with every classmate. You're not going to get along with every classmate. That's yeah. fine. That's how NHL teams are. Yeah. So the idea that he quote unquote got along with everybody, okay, I could I could sort of accept that. that there, but with all the stuff that's followed everywhere, it's not like. It's not like these teams had these issues when Devander Kane wasn't there. These issues seem to arrive whenever he arrives, and it right. takes a while, right? Like a couple, you know, they, San Jose was thrilled with Devander Kane. They signed him to that huge contract. They had a great quote-unquote leadership group that was going to keep them in line. Yeah. Well, obviously, that, at, at some point, those players retired, moved on, and that, that fell apart. So, in Edmonton, I think what's going to happen is that he's going to come in, he's going to be quiet, he's mm -hmm. going to play really well, and people are going to talk about what a great player he is, because he is a great player. Mm -hmm. The problem is that he hasn't owned any of the things that happened in the past. If he said, you know what, maybe I wasn't always the best teammate. Is that a much better answer? Anybody oh, yeah. could say that. Mm -hmm. And he would say, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, I wasn't always the best guy. I could say that to you guys right now. Say, you know what? It wasn't always at my best. I nope, me neither. And that would be a truthful statement. I would, I would much rather hear that than, well, it's, it's their fault that that I look bad here again, or just and claiming, they're poor leaders. Just claiming ignorance. I don't know where it comes right. from. Right. He was asked the question directly if he's not, uh, if he hasn't been held accountable for his actions in the past. Like Kayla asked him that directly, and he said, you know, I've served my, I served my time. You know, I feel like uh, nobody is bared what i've gone through more than me it's my experience he says those things but he doesn't like you said there's no accountability and he, he even goes on to say that he considered himself a leader amongst uh the players in the locker room especially when he went down to the ahl he said because of what he's gone through he considers himself a leader to the younger guys and bro you like, were there five minutes like right <laughs> and i'm just like i'd love to ask them mm. if you've had any impact on their career for the for the two weeks you were in uh, you remember the barracudas um, so th there's, there's a, there's a couple things. So Kevin Kurz was, uh, he covers the sharks and he, I saw something in his today. 
where basically like Kane, he arrives to the Sharks and he's great. He's great. No problems. Mm-hmm. And then the second he signs his contract, he's the last to every meeting. Right? <laughs> interesting. Now, it is interesting, but for the Oilers' purposes, if I'm Ken Holland, I hear that and I go, cool. He'll uh, perform for me. Yeah, I'm only concerned about this year. So if he's going to... If he's going to be on the straight and narrow and score 20 goals between now and the end of the season and shut it, shut it down for the next team, I don't give a shit. The Oilers we're, might we're have nailed this. The Oilers might have just fucking smashed this out of the park because from yeah. February... No one wants to talk about that. They February to it. July, you're going to get the best of Andrew Kane because he's looking for a giant contract at the, this summer. And he's going to be on his best behavior, and he might score a million goals in the next couple of months. It'd yeah. be awesome. You don't think part of the negotiation was I get to play with one of the two? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's why he would have chosen them over Colorado and Tampa. Yeah, he's not mm. going to where it, uh, he has the best chance to win, necessarily, because like he had the option to sign with, I think Florida was interested, Tampa was interested. He's following the cookies. And he, I got bad news for everyone who doesn't like him. He's going to get a shitload. Mm-hmm. They've won three straight. And at their worst, they're still Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. And then Hyman's going to come back. And you're going to be able to do something like Kane McDavid Hyman. <laughs> or like Kane Dreisaitl Puglia Yarvi. Like, All right. Ugh. Yeah, he's not playing with Nuge. Like, no. he, he's playing with one of the big two. They, they got Barry and Bouchard. They're going to have one of the best power plays in the West. Like, they're going to score. Are they going to still allow a lot of goals? Are they going to win a lot of games? Are they going to have playoff success? I don't know what to tell you. But he's going to get a shitload of points, guys. He, the he's second, a good player. The second yeah. his deal was signed, someone in my pool grabbed him. Yeah, he's a good, <laughs> so he's a good second, player. The, yeah. Like, but, but again. I'm going to go check. You know, I think... <laughs> Oh, it's a good idea. If he's available, like I think uh, I think he's been stashed since the draft. Somebody's took him in the draft. I don't know if they ever dropped him, dude. My just throw him on IR, right? My league tried to not uh, get Tony D'Angelo, and then guys started losing, and they're like, "Well, one of the highest scoring defensemen in the league is on waivers, so I'm gonna grab him." Mm-hmm. Like he's taken. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's been on IR since the draft. Yeah. So there's there's two <laughs> leagues where just yoink there he is like it listen there's they did the investigation uh no matter what you think of him there's nothing they can do to keep him out of the league uh and someone was going to sign him 100%. So here's here's what I would say. We know the history. We don't need to go back over the history. What I hope happens here is that it's the last we hear of this stuff. Mm-hmm. from a human perspective what I want is for this man to whatever it is that did happen turn it around and become not only the player but the person that he says he wants to be yeah you back it up with actions though that's what I hope happens sure and uh, you know we'll see I mean Edmonton Edmonton could use that injection of scoring Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that he'll come in and I don't think he's going to be a problem. I think he's going to, I think he's going to be quite happy there. This past week has been real good for the battle of Alberta, by the way. Oh yeah. I think it's going to come down to them too. 
for like what the eighth playoff spot? <laughs> yeah, for the bottom. I think it's going to come down to them two for the for the it's, fight for the final wild card. Go look at the West, man. It's tight. We no, looked at all, it last episode. All you're yeah, fighting the East for is better. All your yeah, the East is better, <laughs> better. But all you're fighting for is okay. I don't want to play Colorado, mm-hmm. and I'll take anybody else. Mm-hmm. Any I anybody else? Want. I think you have a shot. Eh, I wouldn't want to play Vegas. Um, uh, Jack Eichel. You're not jacked about it (laughs) (laughs) Steve Dangle but you got a shot I can't wait till he plays too by the way that feels like such a like that's uh, gonna be a fun one soon it's soon it's It's within the next month within the next month I think so he would have been on Team USA if they went to the NHL if they went to the Olympics like seeing his progress now that he's just at practice last month or so he would have been there Uh, he would have been at the Olympics it's a shame CJ pointed out uh, Vegas had a game against Buffalo February 1st, and I don't think this dream will come true. But also, that's <laughs> not a good first game back for him. <laughs> oh. I don't think. No, I don't think that's Imagine. smart. I no. don't know. Don't whatever, worry. Whatever the next game is, take that one. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Pump them 8 1 next year yeah. if you really want to. See, we, who knows? We might see the first ever seven goal game. He hates them. There's not a lot of players in the late I don't, league he who doesn't, like, so openly hate their former team. He doesn't hate the Sabres. He hates uh, management for what they did to his body. Good enough. It's a little different. Good enough. It's, it's a, a little, little different. different. I don't think he enough. hates the crest. I think he hates who's in I charge agree. of it. I don't think he hates the fans mm-hmm. at all. I always thought he embraced being a Buffalo Sabre, which a lot of guys weren't willing to do. And so they alienate him as hard as they could they yeah. never wanted him i'll stick by that that's the narrative that i uh, that i look at with the jack eichel saga they tanked and they got the other guy and they've been upset ever since and it never worked out and now they're gone remember He's how gone. upset tim murray was yeah connor mcdavid was the only person more upset than tim murray that day <laughs> yeah a lot of people were like oh like, come I, on I, hold the hold those pictures those two side by side Hit Tim Murray's face and Connor McDavid's face. Nobody got the toy they wanted that day. Nobody. Where do you think McDavid wanted to go? Toronto. That wasn't really 100%. a possibility. Yes, it where was. Did, where oh, did yeah. Tor- oh, no. It had the, they, Toronto was the remaining ball. Oh, yeah. yeah. Toronto yeah. picked it fourth. The, it was the two balls left yeah. in Toronto. It was either Toronto or uh, Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. This close. Or Toronto or Edmonton. So yeah. yeah. They were real, real yeah, silly Billy close. And then I was there the next year when they won the draft lottery, and I got to hold the card. That was cool. Mm-hmm. wonder where that is now. Um, I'm going to read you a, I'm gonna read you a little uh, thing. A little really? thing. The Coyotes are in the advanced stages of discussing oh. with Arizona State University and arena manager OBG Facilities of the Oakville Group to use Arizona State University's new multipurpose arena as their temporary home. This will be for the next three to four years. It will only seat 5,000 spectators and is significantly smaller than NHL, other NHL arenas uh, or even Arizona Veterans Memorial Coliseum, which currently sits about 10,000 because of it, some of its risers have been decommissioned. ASU CFO Morgan Olson confirmed talks in a statement Thursday evening. If an agreement for use of our multi-purpose arena is finalized, we'd be glad to help the Coyotes by providing a temporary home while their new arena is being built just a couple of miles away. Our new multi-purpose arena would benefit from the addition of NHL-level enhancements paid for by the Coyotes that would remain with our building. We are beyond excited. To open this wonderful new ASU arena, this agreement would just make it much more special. And Bill Daly said this, while we have arena standards, we would approach the entire situation in a way intended to accommodate the club's 
needs in effectuating a successful transition to a new venue. While we may be, while there may be some, uh, sorry, while there may very well be some, I can't think of any hard and fast rules that couldn't be relaxed to accommodate this uh, and doing what's necessary. Thanks, Bill. It's always great to hear you talk. So, Brad Marchand tweeted yesterday that <laughs> the Coyotes would have to give away 4,500 of those seats in order to get to capacity each night. Um, oh. And that was just a cheap shot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, good for... Oh, good, oh, oh, this is here, uh, help me out, guys. I need your strength. Good for Brad. Oh, God. Oh, that was really hard for me. To Given do. the estimated cost of the building uh, of uh, building team air, uh, arenas at ASU, the likely cost of the necessary improvements at the existing facility, and the losses that Morello, the owner, will incur by paying in front playing in front of smaller crowds at an arena that will not provide him with a lot of corporate sponsorship money or ancillary uh, revenue, it's fair to wonder why the Coyotes wouldn't just spend the estimated forty to fifty million in renovations on the Coliseum where they could actually play and practice. And the quick answer to that, it's too late. So if they had uh, decided on this earlier and uh, known that they were going to be kicked out of Gila Arena, they could have done the renovations on the Coliseum and had a place to play. But considering, oh, uh, look at my watch, it's uh, January and the season starts in October. There's not enough time to do that. You can't do a $40 million renovation in six months. You know, we've we've done a lot of ranting and raving about teams that are perennially mediocre and you know they're not a good organization and no 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 the Arizona Coyotes are the worst run organization in the league like they cannot get the most basic things accomplished ah well you know the rebuild is going really well they got a bunch of draft pit they don't have a place to play not a team you need a building to play in and we're sick of talking about you and i can't let go of the fact that the summer uh heading into the summer where matthews was going to be a restricted free agent there were reports the coyotes were willing to offer him 15 million dollars a year with what with what i am reminded of a poo from the simpsons when Marge suggests they get a babysitter for their octuplets, and what would I pay them with? Banana bread? They, you don't have money! You don't have money for a building! Pri priorities, all right? Number one, place to goddamn play. Then number two, players or something. Do, do these guys have sticks? Hmm? Uh -huh. They have sticks. They have sticks. Skates. They do. They do. They Holy do. Moses. Why is it when there is nonsense about not having a building to play in, it is always you? I. Guys, can we stop? Can we stop? Like, we. For a long time, we talked about the Arizona Coyotes and just move them. This sucks. We're sick of it. And then their fans said, hey, we're here. We're here and we love them. Mm -hmm. And there are hockey fans in Arizona. And we said, you know what? You're right. There are hockey fans in Arizona. We want them to stay. And this is the thing that Canadians get very smug about. There are hockey fans in Arizona. And there is nowhere for them to sit! <laughs> 5,000! 
and that number probably is if this plan go, comes to fruition, which uh, I'll get to the things that need to happen for this to actually happen. If they go with the ASU plan, the seats of that it seats five thousand, that's going to come down to like thirty two hundred or around forty forty three hundred because they have to retrofit the arena to make it NHL standard. That's going to require to take out some uh, seats. Because they got to build like locker rooms because they can't use the ASU ones because that's against NCAA regulations and all that. And they need to build their own practice facility, which is another $10 million. But all of this, it looks like it's, it's, this is their plan if, if everything goes to plan. But they still need approval to build the Tempe Arena. So they can't do this unless the first part of the plan comes through, which is getting approval for a brand new arena in Tempe, which hasn't been done yet. So they don't have a permanent home for this is a three. So, so they would they would sign here minimum three years, but they don't right. even have. So they can't sign this deal until Tempe city management approves their new arena because this is a temporary three year plan while that's being built. Three so years. If the city council doesn't approve the Tempe arena, then this is just out the window. This doesn't even matter. And they have to find an actual place to play. So they'd have to either move cities, you have to go somewhere and find a building, or they have to write a giant check and an apology letter to uh, the city of Glendale and Gila River Arena and try and stay where they are. This... So that's also an option. We could we could be here in a month and the owners of the Coyotes just wrote a giant check and yeah. said sorry to Gila River Arena. That's also a thing. I mean, that seems to be <laughs> their thing. We don't have the money. We don't have the money. Oh, look, we found it. Right. Um, oh, we forgot. How, how did we? Ooh, <laughs> oh, we forgot our taxes. Oh, God bless Mike Stevens for writing that for the yeah. fucking, uh, oh, yeah. for the hockey news. When he's, uh, he's on a bit of a tear, our boy Mikey. He's he's on a heater. He's doing real well. So yeah. I I I first of all, the Arizona Coyotes are the literally the series plot of Shit's Creek. If it were about a hockey team, uh, second of all, I was like five thousand. That's not even enough to be a lot of the top CHL teams, the Canadian Hockey League teams, junior. <laughs> so I Googled it and, and I found, so wait, sorry, you said uh, after the, it could be as low as like 3,500 for some yeah, reason? Yeah, 32-ish is what I heard Friedman say if they take out the stands and build um, locker rooms. So, so <laughs> here, wait. I, so I Googled it. It's, it's all stupid. It's like, very this stupid. Is a dumb conversation. So I Googled it. <laughs> I Googled it. And how many CHL teams actually have more attendance than that? Oh, God. 90%. Here's it. And I, so I found it from thir this 13 14 season. Uh, it's six teams. You want to hear them? Missouri, Wichita, Tulsa, Rapid City, Allen, and Quad City. Wait a sec. This is the Central Hockey League, which is barely what? a thing. What? It's not even the Canadian Hockey League. <laughs> Holy fuck, the Arizona Coyotes don't exist! They don't exist! They honest to God don't exist! Steve just spit everywhere. I don't... Yes, I did! Scrap it! Scrap it! No! Like... Guys! Fuck! I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm genuinely sorry. Come be Leaf fans. Yeah! Listen, you're already miserable. Yeah, be cold miserable. Yeah, be miserable with us. Be cold, wet lot miserable of, lot of us instead miserable of together. hot, dry miserable. Yeah. Variety, it's the spice of life. You don't even have to leave Arizona. Not a team. Dis disgraceful! Not a team. 
That's unbelievable. Like you're you're getting. Did you find the CHL actual number? <laughs> no, because I was so stuck on. Oh my god, the Allen City, whatever the fuck. In the Central Hockey League. In the Central. What level hockey... of hockey is that? I don't even know. <laughs> There's a team called Arizona that got 2,600. <laughs> the Arizona Watts. The Roadrunners? Brampton got 2,200. By the way, speaking of places where hockey just does not friggin' work. Brampton. They tried to shove yeah. every team in the world in there. Yeah. Um, People, you look at the populations of the West End of the GTA, and you're like, oh, things can work there, but it's not how... It would work in the, the East. If they put a team in Durham, another team in Durham, it would yeah. work. If it, yes. Or the edge of Scarborough, anything like that, yeah. it would work. It's Jesse, just not do mind, accessible. Do you mind just turning no, down my headphones a little not. bit? <laughs> no! I was, I was trying to turn up mine. I think I turned up yours. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. like, all of a sudden, I'm like, Steve's extremely loud. I'm in your kitchen, subwoofer guy. <laughs> Man, uh, Canadian <sighs> Hockey League attendance. Like, dude, you're gonna play what? What shitty Mighty Ducks movie knockoff is this? And 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 by the way, the next time somebody gets on and goes, well, Matthew's gonna leave for Arizona. <laughs> Yo, he might leave, but it isn't gonna be Arizona. It's it, gonna be uh, it's gonna be New York, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, maybe a team in Florida. But he's probably going to stay in Toronto because Toronto's going to pay him what he wants. Yeah. Like, just en like enough with that. Enough with that chat. He's not going to Arizona if they don't have an arena. So, I don't know what league, or sorry, what year this is from, but, like, here's the top four. The Quebec Ramparts, 9,200. Wow. That's pretty big. The London Knights, 8,997. So, 9,000. The Halifax Mooseheads, 8,100. <laughs> the Edmonton Oil Kings. Who, there's a... NHL team in that market, 7,600. That's average attendance. That's what it says. Wow. On Dr. Wikipedia, like, who knows if it's actually true. Um, yeah, like, here's Quebec. Like, just the Quebec League. Mm -hmm. There's three teams. There's three teams that get more. Uh, the, the Quebec Rampart at 92. The Halifax Mooseheads at 81. Uh, Moncton. What is that? The Wildcats. Moncton Wildcats. Uh, 5,100. So basically, if they were getting 3,500 fans a game, this is if they sold it out, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, they, would have a, they would have a comparable attendance to the Ramuski Oceanic. Not a team! That's Crosby's team, right? Yes, it is. Well, yeah. and uh, everyone else. Well, it's well, Frederick so, Gautier. So what that does, what that does. <laughs> How dare you? What that does is it creates an issue where when Jeremy Jacobs gets on TV and says hockey can't work in Quebec City because of the lack of sponsorship opportunities, one asks oneself, how is that possible when Arizona exists? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. the Coyotes exist, not Arizona the state. Arizona the Coyotes. You could, you could literally just go whoop, whoo, and throw them in that building that they have in Quebec even City. Even if they broke even, the escrow goes down. Less money goes into equalization payments. Even if they lost money, they would lose less. Yeah. Tomorrow. We're done here. Tomorrow. They would lose less. Tomorrow. And, 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 I, sorry, and, and listen, our, I'm a guy who's not even, I'm like, Quebec City's like number five on my list of teams you got to do. Houston, Kansas, right. Hamilton, they all come first. But if you put it in Quebec, because they seem to be the most ready, instantly. So the, There's some other outside cities. But obviously, cities they're not going like, to, they don't care about Canadian Like markets. a Cincinnati, they can't make money you know, you, you, have, uh, you have the Blue Jackets. But like yeah. Cincinnati could work. Like other, there's so yeah. many markets. And like, the way I see this playing out is, okay, the Tempe thing. I think it'll get approved. I think they'll get their new arena in Tempe. And then 
they go to a, a temporary home that's <coughs> not ASU and probably in a different market in a different uh, part of the country. Hmm. Like I see Houston maybe taking the Coyotes for two years. Nah. <laughs> mm. I don't think it's going to be. I think that's a wonderful idea. And I think it might be. Yeah, we're just. Gonna uh, what, uh, what I'm, I, I'm shocked with Gary Bettman and Bill Daly are, a, are an enigma to me. Because <clears throat> they are so unaccommodating with anything reasonable. <clears throat> and yet with the most unreasonable thing we've ever seen in the NHL, which is a professional NHL team playing in a 5,000 seat arena. Because club ownership couldn't pay their taxes on time, couldn't figure stuff out, got booted. Mm-hmm. This is all because of their own doing. Their own, they did this. They, they have did a this. home right now, and they're getting booted from yes, it. Yes, they <laughs> did this to themselves. I have, and yet, you know, it's like you, you ask them about concussions or Kyle Beach, and they could not be less accommodating. But Arizona, no, no, no. We're, well, listen, we're pumped about them playing on a university campus. I don't know what you're talking. Why aren't you more excited about it? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah, Rick, this is All-Star Weekend. I, I, I can't answer these questions now. Oh, okay, I'll call you where you won't uh, uh, take my question. Yes. Until, uh, Pierre Lebrun uh, guilts you into doing it. By the way. It's crazy. I don't know what to do here. Are you reading more? No, no. It, the best I could do was find a list of the top 13, and it's still like. It's more? Dude, they're, it's, they're not a team. Not a team. Right, right. And it's not fair because their fans are fans. Right. Yes. Yes, but they're fans for a non-existent team. Sorry. like That doesn't value them. Yeah, like so the, the conversation around Jacob Chikrin has been funny because supposedly the Coyotes are looking at trading them. And one of the teams that's interested is Columbus. I always hear, uh, I think it's Friedgen Merrick on 32 Thoughts talk about this. Why is Columbus in on this? Like they're not going to make the playoffs this year. And the reason they're in on it is because he's good in 23. And they're not getting the free agents. This is how they got to get these guys. But he's locked up to term. Mm-hmm. They do not need to trade this person. They don't need to trade this player, which is part of the reason they're going to get such a windfall for him. But are they trading him? I think they're just trading him to get every... It's it's not even to get every asset. It seems like they're selling so hard. They're not a team that's preparing for a rebuild. They're preparing for a sale. Everything must go. But you you can't have layoffs like you do at some of these big corporations. So you just trade every hockey player. You just get rid of every hockey player. And your arena. And your arena. (laughs) And everything must go. And you don't pay your taxes. Like, I don't know. Last game of the season, just take one of the seats. Like, just take one of the seats. You take a piece of Arizona history because you're not going to get another game. No, Gila River, they don't deserve that. Yeah. They're not fans of the Coyotes either. They hate them. They want them. All right, leave the seats. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Leave the seats. Okay, Gila River. (laughs) No, no, I'm doing this for the fans. I'm not encouraging vandalism. Give them stickers. Give them something to remember this. But they're not a team. 3,500. Not a team. The the precedence for this thing happening is the Los Angeles Chargers, who, when moving from San Diego to L.A., they went from a football stadium, 50,000 to 100,000 if you're Jerry World in Dallas, to a 27,000-seat soccer stadium. But okay. 27,000 is st- it's 50% of their former 50,000-seat stadium, but it's still 27,000 people. And they yes. could have just stayed in San Diego for a couple more but years because it's like a two-hour drive. Yeah. They're like, no, no, no. 
<laughs> this was also a situation where the city and the team didn't get along and the owners yeah. in the city. So they got kicked out of San Diego and moved over to Los and Angeles. And the Rams and... were like, we'll take that. Thank you. Yeah. So And then now they're tenants in the Rams stadium. So they share it with the, the Rams. But anyway, that's the precedent that moving from a, 20, a soccer stadium from a football stadium. But this is something completely different. 3,500 people. Listen, it's a high school. I the just... Arizona Coyotes take on the York Lions tonight. <laughs> like fucking... It's pathetic. Sorry. Yes. So, what'll be great is that, again, every time we bring up the Coyotes in the arena situation, I'm reminded of the very first episode of the Steve Dangle podcast that we ever did. And if you're a first time, if it, a lot of people, it's like the first episode of this SDP is like Woodstock. Everybody says they were there. There was only about 1,500 people. <laughs> so true. Okay. Yeah, no, it was the Jimi Hendrix set. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I watched Jimi Hendrix play while the sun came up. Well, that was the Who set. Yeah, no, I did it. No, um, you, you didn't see it. The tent that you left there saw right, it. Right. Yeah. Uh, so there was like 1,500 people, I think, that listened to that episode total. I think, and we were, that was far better than we thought we would do. But we talked you, about, and you one of the Chris, questions I, I had. Thought would, I thought it would do great. At the, the question we had at the time was, when are we going to get to stop talking about the Coyotes in their arena? That's yep. one of the questions I raised on the first episode of this show. It was May 2013. May 31st, 2013, to be exact. Like, we are nine years almost into this show. Nine! Can you believe that? And we were talking Have we about done a thousand episodes yet? Probably. We were Close. talking about his, his Mike oh, yeah. Smith over the hill. Have we done a thousand? Yeah. yeah. Don't we do... We do... Like 150 a year? No, no, we do 130. 100, now we do 130. Yeah, yeah. Now we do 130, but it used to be like 92 to 100 a year. So right, I don't right. know. Yeah. I don't know if we've hit a thousand yet. Probably not. Big bunch. Big old bunch. The reality is, here we are, almost a thousand later, almost a decade later. Mm -hmm. I have been married and divorced, <laughs> and we're still talking about it. We made people, <laughs> yeah. multiple people. <laughs> There are two people who didn't used to be here. Who are now here. Who are definitely here and running this around. This predates them. Pooping all over the place. Oh, yeah. You know. Or in the case of my kid, constipation. All over oh, the place. great. Hey, it's great. I but, just. Oh, but they're wonderful. They're, they are. They are. You know. <laughs> it's great. At the end of the day here, we're just wondering why. Why? Mm -hmm. Why? And so, anyway, long story short, I, 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 I want this to be over as, as much as you do. But I got to be honest with you. It ain't going anywhere. It will never go away. Here, you, this will, here, as long as the Coyotes are in Arizona, this will never not be a problem. Here's uh, here. I got a great way to make money, and then you can add some seats. Sell the franchise records back to the Jets. <laughs> they're not yours. No, they're not. They're not. Stop it. No, they're not. It's a joke. It's a joke that they're even associated. Yes, it's it a is. joke. Yeah. So no, it's not because shut up. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you weren't there in the nineties. Stop. Um, Stop. <laughs> Uh, on the, on a good note, uh, Zegers finally scored a Michigan goal, not oh. a Michigan assist, and we just want to say, and somewhere At full speed, somewhere Torts is just pissed in a corner, getting oh ready to go God. on you TV. Play it? Yeah, Did so, he have it? Oh so my God! Adam, oh, so Adam didn't even know. So ah. th this is the amazing oh. thing. People made that joke, and then someone tweeted me like, "Hey, I don't know if you saw, but like he did." Oh. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear it. He Double down. Let's hear it on his not good take. Oh man, yeah, Jesse's uh, Jesse's pulling it up right now. Uh, Zegris, so as I kill time, um, the kids are changing the game, man. Mm. And down goes Brown had a tweet last night or this morning. Uh, 
the easier this move gets for players, and it's getting easier, uh, the more it's going to destroy uh, awful, boring defensive systems that have basically held down the sport for decades. Yes. So that's great. Fantastic. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Somebody will find a way to fuck this up, though. Uh, yeah, who knows? It might be the guy we're about to play. But uh, can you imagine if he gets back in the league and the thing he's famous for, like every coach has their thing, mm -hmm. is he finds a way to fuck up the Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, me neither. The fact that Zegers did it at full speed and in front of an empty building also, like there's just so many visuals to do with it. You know, it was so smooth, so smooth. It gave Berkshire like, something to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. Uh, I'm going on uh, soon. Are you? Way. Yeah, it's not confirmed, so I won't say the date, but soon. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I like yeah. that. The, the the he always does it after I go to bed, including the weekends, because I go to bed so early. So I I haven't had the chance, but I do need to go on. I want to go on. All right. This is John Tortorella on Trevor Zegers's Michigan. No, go for it. And, and that's where the game is going. I just don't want us to lose all the good stuff with the foundation of the National Hockey League is. That's don't know all, what that means. That's all I'm trying to say. So Canadian media, if you're going to report on this, make sure you use everything. To oh, dude, they can, they can kiss my ass as far as I'm concerned. Wow. So. No, go for it. <laughs> well, just the Canadian media? <laughs> there's got to be. I'm sorry. Was it only Canadians that attacked Tortorella about this? No. No, that's Arta being cheeky. And I'm sure it's based on rants Torts had behind the scenes. Hey, Arta watches this show. Arda. Arda's a good guy. What are you doing, Arda? Does Arda watch the show? Yeah. What's up, Arda? And I always see Arda like, liking, liking tweets and stuff like that. We see you, Arda. Yeah, I feel bad. I was you're you're, you're, you're do something throwing the Canadian media thing in there, though, Arda. We know what you're... You want the full minute? Yeah. yeah, I want the full yeah, yeah. That, that one's cheeky because you clip it where he says, don't clip this. Yeah. You know? Here you go. Oh. Uh -huh. it's, a, it's a little bit different than the goal him and Sonny scored. I think it's a different play. Yeah, for all the idiots out there that blew up my phone from the first game ah. saying I don't enjoy skill, that is a skill play. This is skill here also. I I just want us to be careful as far as where it all goes to. And, uh, what does that mean? It, it, it's in the rule book. You can do it. Yes, it's in the rule book. What does it mean? So, uh, and I'm. Are you essentially saying that you don't want hockey to become a like a series of circus type shots? The fundamentals still need to be there, but it's totally okay when the opportunity presents. Absolutely. Great question. Absolutely, and that's that, maybe I'm not explaining myself right. I, no, I, the skill is fantastic. I just, I, I just want us to be careful as far as where it goes to from here. Where would we, what do we lose? What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? As a lacrosse player, cradling, going down the ice, is that allowed? I'm going you to don't, but here's the thing: you don't want to stifle the creativity, though. I mean, absolutely is, not, and, and and I'm not saying that. And, I just don't want us to lose uh, what the National Hockey League is about. I don't, I don't want it to. Uh, there's a lot of other really good, hard parts of the game. Uh, I, I don't want us always focusing on that. It's a tremendous play. Is that door? That, that's the so, person recording oh, it, right? Okay. Like, somebody is recording <laughs> this off of their TV. Oh, it's yeah. like door Slender is Man is about to <laughs> come <laughs> through the door. That's why the audio sounds like it's like in your head or whatever. Oh, yeah, I'm like, I'm like is, yeah. is Natalie in the next room? Like, what's <laughs> no, happening no. here? Somebody's filming their TV. Okay, all right. That's happening <laughs> in their house. Someone <laughs> listening to this in the car was like, what the f Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> take... What do you think? That, uh, I think it was a bad segment. Dude, it's Arda tr trying to pull something out of Torch. That's interesting. That, that, 
you're teasing something that could be interesting. Give me something interesting. It, you know what would be great? And he just, he looks at his shoes and he kicks the dirt and fucking... From, from an entertaining perspective, Torch should have just doubled down and been like, you know what? I feel like we're losing the game. Great. All right, Torch, I'm in. Tell me. But what he does... What I he don't does think is, that's what he thinks. But it is what he thinks, Steve, because that's how he ends the conversation. I don't know what he, he said, thinks. He's like, it's a highly scored uh, play maybe, but... Uh, I just want to make sure. Where's it going? I mean, it's in the rules, but we don't know. And what if we lose the fundamentals of the game? What fundamentals, John? Are we going to stop skating? Are we going to stop handling a puck? Oh, here's a lacrosse thing that has nothing to do with this because lacrosse is played with a basket at the end yeah. of a stick and, and a rubber ball, not a not a twig and a fucking puck. It's like so. So it's a bad segment because Torts. What Torts needed to do was be Torts, roar out and be like, "No, I'm old school and I hate it." Here's why, Arda. And Arda does a great job of trying to pull it out, and he finally does. Yep. But yeah. if I'm the producer, I'm like, Torts, man, you're old school. Go on and be old school. Yeah. And then and then and then he and then Arda gets him when he says, Well, the Canadian media, oh, they can kiss my ass. No, but <laughs> you know, the only reason that the Canadian media can kiss Torts' ass is because we're the only one that pays attention the, to right. what you're saying. The most damning thing I could say about what Torts said is it's not that. Uh, he didn't say anything. It's that one person tweeted at me last night. That That's what I'm saying. No Lead one cares what he has it. to say. If you're old school, fine. Like Ken Reed. Yeah. We love Ken. Ken tweets some old school shit. I'm like, I completely yeah. disagree with that. But I fucking love Ken and I'd kiss him on the mouth. And he he's tells the best. It, and he tells it in a compelling way. Yeah, he's, he's like, compelling. He's compelling in any room he walks in. Yeah. Yes. I always tell the thing about him talking about room. Like he might have said that on the podcast, but he was telling me that. At like uh, Easter Seals function a few yeah. months ago. Room! Daniel, get over here. He brings me over to Tiger Williams. Tiger, tell him about room. And <laughs> did, did I tell, tell you about that? Yeah, I think you have. Making room on the ice. Yeah, yeah being make, tough. Yeah. Making room. And You've he, talked about that. He's just, you gotta just get, lean get into your it. point across. Yeah. You're a coach. Like, this isn't a media thing. This isn't a, hey, this is a, a guy who, you know, he's brought in because he knows hockey and. He's a coach. What do coaches do other than get their point across? You're saying something. What do you mean? Uh, oh, don't know what you mean. Bart. <laughs> that's, Bart, that's don't what care. I mean. Pass wins. I want him. Tomato. I, I want, if Torts is going to do that, I want there to be, when Torts talks and, and he and he comes from his old school, old school perspective, I want, a, I want a bunch of guys in Oakley Twitter accounts going, hell yeah, Torts, I agree. <laughs> and then I want a bunch of other people going, fucking wait, this guy's crazy. This is so boring. Why would we want this? Yes. I want that debate. I like that. Because there are a significant amount of hockey fans who agree with John. They do. Lean into it, John. Here's here's a Canadian. Uh, then I'll kiss your ass. If you could, I don't have to agree with you, but if you put together a good segment, I'll kiss your ass. Yeah. You know what, man? I've been doing this for 15 years. I get a lot of really, really, really nice comments. And a lot of really, mean really, ones. really mean ones, <laughs> and not a ton of eh. You're you're not mid. You're I not am a mid guy. I am not the Midwest. I am not MJF. No. Anyway, no. I I. Uh, Can you turn me up a little bit? Sorry. Thank you. Sorry, I was adjusting everything. Oh, yeah. that's Adam. Which I I think it's because I was doing this and screaming yeah, about the yeah, coyotes. Yeah. That. <laughs> Is that good? It's yeah. spitting too. I think you I might have spitting. had something to do with it. Yeah, you know. If anybody, Sorry. if if SDPN memes catches that and just it just slow down the spit, 
You can do a slow down. By the way, well, it <laughs> happens every episode. That he, was just a particularly w- big one. When you said whiskey out the bottle, did you see the uh, yes. collaboration with Kid Rock that he put you on drinking whiskey out the bottle? <laughs> yes, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Me and Kid Rock, you know, yeah. mistaken for each other you, all the time. You guys have a lot in common. Yeah, I don't uh, know about these vaccines. Let's do uh, <laughs> oh, what? Man. Why, Steve? Press comments. Yeah, thank you. The presser. Press Let me tell you something about my friend Brandon. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, we were talking about the first episode of the STP, and we we're talking about how many people were there. Um, right now, as of right now, you can't listen to this because um, it's not public anymore. But the first episode of the STP has twelve thousand listens. Wow! Yeah. Over time, yeah. over time, exactly. Who yeah. knows how many people listened to that within the first week? Yeah, I remember it being roughly a a thousand thousand. yeah yeah it was a thousand i remember that i remember Mm. being like wow Mm -hmm. and then i said to steve what if one day we're doing like twenty thousand an episode and steve said to me that's never gonna happen yeah i did say that and now it's roughly 75 80 thousand uh is it somewhere in there yeah see because i see the youtube yeah but numbers all the time wow holy shit what mm -hmm. no Mm -hmm. so Let's talk about How many the press conference. Let's talk about the press conference. Coyotes arenas. Sorry. All right. Yeah. So Cole on uh, the SDP podcast talk server on our Discord. Listen to us in a whole new way that nobody has ever listened to us. So Cole has a VR system and he oh. fired up a game called Golf Plus in the metaverse. And he's listening to us on a driving range in the metaverse. No. What? So he's at the golf course. He's uh, There's like a lounge chair area. And he has our video on in the metaverse while he's waiting uh, to go take another shot at the driving range in the VR world. That's and he's watching crazy. the podcast. This is not what I thought you were going to say at all. No. Wow. Did you know that you can be a real estate agent in the metaverse now? And you and make so- actual commission? Oh, God. People are making tens of thousands of bucks selling houses in the metaverse. Let me put this on the screen. Guys, the houses in the real world are expensive. Like, just sell those. <laughs> well, the meta- metaverse houses are cheaper, so you can get a nicer house. Ah, <laughs> you can, you can live like Bill Gates house. in the metaverse. Oh, my God. Yo, that's crazy. What that's kind of cool. Is that That's the first confirmed metaverse case? So, I think this is the first confirmed instance of the steve dangle podcast existing in the metaverse can we create like a steve dangle broadcast hub in the metaverse is there is that possible where like sdpn fans can come hang out and then when a show's on we can like have it it could be like a bar and there's like tvs in the background playing the stuff and and if you if you're a fan and somebody else is a fan they're the other side of the world you can meet them there we can't do that yet but we're gonna do something interesting in the coming weeks I'm not. I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything or if this is supposed to be public information. But you're, if you're a fan of Minecraft, there oh. might be a way that a bunch of people who like the SDPN get together in like it's kind of your idea, but it's a little different. It's not really the metaverse. It's don't, just Minecraft. But now that the Minecraft thing had nothing to do with me, but I think it's brilliant. But I've heard this. You idea. can do some creative stuff in Minecraft if you want to have fun with your friends. Yeah. So and I would sign up for that. Discord. Trees. Yeah, join Discord. Mm. You might That's have a so cool. Minecraft invitation. The metaverse thing, I know it's super like, I know people are like, oh, it's so stupid. And like, I get it, but I also am intrigued by it. I can't lie. I am intrigued by the possibilities uh, that the metaverse can create. 
I, I think the problem with the metaverse is the first person that most people heard about it from was Mark Zuckerberg. Oh. And that instantly people go, ugh. Yeah. But I but it it existed far by far before Facebook had a plan for it, and I I I'm curious about what it's going to be. Very curious. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg has definitely not a vampire energy. Hey, let's do the press conference. Let's do a question. I got a tweet uh, last night. I forget who tweeted it, but I wanted to ask the question. I forgot to screenshot the tweet, so Joe I apologize. Biden. Nazem Kadri. Mm is on pace for 113 points this season. He is a UFA at the end of the year. What happens with Nazem Kadri's next contract? A lot of money to play for his childhood team, the Montreal Canadiens. That's a good one. I've called this for a long yeah, time. This? I've called this for a long time. He's going home. <laughs> well, home is London, Ontario. But he's going to Montreal. They do. They need him. They need him real bad. He's not, Damn. I mean, Colorado can't keep him. That's what, Nazem Kadri is a big reason why they're all in this year. Cause they're going to lose him. They had a big summer with, like, they could have lost their captain, could have lost Landeskog. They could have lost a bunch of guys. They um, did a great job with that Kale Bakar contract to get him locked up. Can you imagine if they waited? She's making nine. I got news. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's two digits, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they have to go all in because they're going to lose Nas to the, I think, Montreal Canadiens. Wow. This next question is a trivia question from Swiss. Now, do you guys want to compete against each other or put your brains together? Ooh. Uh, Rocket Twin Powers activate? Uh, sure, we could do that. Okay. Okay. Brains together on this one. What is the only NHL team that currently owns three top five picks? That is, three of the players selected between first and fifth overall from any draft. And who are the players? Sorry. One... There's only one NHL team that has three top five picks. Uh -huh. And those... Uh, so picks one through five, and from any given draft. Who are the players? What's the team? Well, this one's easy. You go ahead. I have no idea. The Leafs. Is it the Leafs? Yeah. Matthews, Tavares, Marner. Answer? No. So the Swiss says the answer is, uh, no, it needs to be from the same draft. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I missed that part. Well. From the same Rich, draft. Richie wasn't top three or top five, was he? No. He was like 10th or something. Um, Top five? I'll, I'll even give you the position. So this team owns players from the first overall slot, the second overall slot, and the fourth overall slot from the same year. I think I know what this is, and I'm going to be mad when I don't get it. I remember thinking about this, and no, it can't be that. It's actually a really good question. This is a good one. What do you guys think it From could be? From the same draft. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Yeah. We really got to put our heads together here. I'll give you this. It's this decade. It's within the last 10 years. I know it. I know the oh, answer. Give it to us. The 2014 draft from Philadelphia. Did I mention that I was at the 2014 <laughs> draft from oh, Amazing. Amazing. This is it's great. It's the Florida Panthers who have first overall pick Aaron Ekblad, second overall pick Sam Reinhart, and fourth overall pick Sam Bennett. Wow! Look hey. at the big brain on Brad. Yeah. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> <laughs>
Listen, somebody had to be here for the looks. That was really good. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked you got that. Me too. Wow. Me too. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm oh. never shocked when you get obscure shit like that. There's no way. I feel like no matter how good the Panthers are, we always forget about them. Well, they were forgettable for 20 years. Yeah. Dude, I still... Like, it was like Pavel Bure's... It was, it was the, they went to the cup final, and then Van Beesbrook left, and then Pavel Bure, and then... They've won... And then si recently. Since they went to the Stanley Cup final, I think they have... Do they have a playoff series win? A single playoff series no, win? No. Not one. Not no, one. I think they won a qualifying round. I can't remember against who. And uh, I th the, the, one of the most damning stats uh, of the franchise is career playoff wins... Or no, sorry... Career playoff games played by Roberto Luongo as a member of the Florida Panthers. Six. Poo. Must ducks. Mm. Roberto Luongo! <laughs> oh my God! Mm -hmm. He lost at the hands of John Tavares in the New York Islanders. Yep. Next question comes from for Adam Wilde. Adam Wilde, yesterday on Agent Provocateur, you spoke with Paul Gagne. Yes. Very interesting episode. Uh, there was one part I really loved where... Alan and Paul talked about how they used to run these camps during the summer in Montreal. And these camps became the place to be in the summer for hockey players because they would just bring in the best Czech players and the best French Canadian players. And they would all just scrimmage every Friday. And they'd, and they'd hire NHL referees for it. And they'd hire real referees. They'd book out an arena. And then guys started calling Alan being like, hey, can I get in on this? Right. This is a great okay. game. So, uh, so can you talk about that episode that's out now? So they were Octagon and Alan, Alan's agent agency before that were Octagon bought Alan and his partner out um, and brought him into the Octagon fold. They were one of the first groups that set players up with um, trading in the offseason. And so Paul Gagne is a posturologist. And I didn't even know that was the thing. But what he does is he starts with your feet and literally works his way up your body. And he, he talks about in the episode about how, you know, training yeah, is... I have terrible posture, so I'm working on it. Like, training is so much different for um, a hockey player versus, like, a soccer player. He's like, you know, you see some training videos from the 70s, and everybody's, like, doing bench. And he's like... Yeah. And he's like... And, and, and then they were talking about, too, how, um, uh, uh, like, in the 90s, up until the 90s, like... Uh, the off season, like the best players, the players who were most fit were the players on the fourth and third lines. Mm -hmm. The players who would like smoke cigarettes in between the periods were and and didn't didn't have a, a muscle to speak of were the highly skilled ones. Lemieux, Lemieux, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And now it's completely different. Like they're Gretzky all like too. in tip top, unbelievable, amazing shape. And and I think that's what's so fascinating. I expected I expect people to be hesitant in a, about an episode like this. I expect you to be like, why would I want to listen to that? And I have to tell you, if you're a real hockey fan, if you're tr like, if you're truly like, uh, uh, um, if you're one of those people that's, you, you, there's no saving you. There's no coming back from this. The nuts and bolts. This is the kind of stuff that I love and Jesse loves. We were talking about this with Alan. Love diving deep on. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't expect everybody to love this episode, but to me, it's like, give me a snapshot of what their day-to-day -day is like. Yeah. Tell me what it's like to train like these guys. And... You know, imagine you're you're you come from that culture of in the late '90s, guys are just you know crushing beers and smoking cigarettes and golfing, and and then all of a sudden they're like, no, you should train and 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 you should you should work out the whole summer. And imagine Alan trying to tell a bunch of millionaires that, yep. right? Mm -hmm. 
And and the shift that's happened in the last 20 years in hockey and in sports and everything is is amazing. I loved it. I absolutely loved listening to that. It was great. I haven't heard it yet. I will listen on the way home. Okay. Amazing. Me better. I was listening to Noxie and Cat. Oh, time. haven't heard of them. <laughs> They're very, very good. They're pretty great. Tonight on the stream, 6 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash SDPN Live, game one. The Stanley Cup final. Uh, Leafs, Colorado Avalanche, who in the game are a very good team. And I'm a little worried about our crappy beliefs. Who is the starting goalie for the uh, fictional Colorado Avalanche? Oh, gosh. Uh, I forget. I don't remember off the top of my head. I looked at their rosters at the end of the stream. We went through it, but I forget the goalie. Why? What was the? No, I just wanted to know. I just wanted to know. Yeah, who, yeah. Who, which goalie will beat you this time? <laughs> wow! Oh, uh, in game seven, man, he got that one Vasilevsky series. Oh my god! Oh yeah, I got job. Okay, so yeah. before we go, I want to bring up this one last thing. Oh, and I actually wish I'd brought it up earlier, but uh, I, I I didn't bring it up earlier. Sebastian Jackson tweeted us. And uh, he says he's a day one listener. He said, I'm a day one listener of the podcast. Remember discovering it when I had food poisoning in college. And actually, I remember that because I've, I've been, Sebastian messaged me like early, early on on Facebook. Uh, it was really complimentary, really nice. He said, I'm a black man trying to fit in this game. I'm also one of the people who helped with the Get Uncomfortable pledge with Black Girl Hockey. Um, you know, this season has been, this last week's been tough with the racist, racist incidents and, the BIPOC, uh, and BIPOC speaking out. He's like, our, our inboxes and mentions are filled with some hurtful racist messages. He said, the most hurtful racist messages imaginable. Uh, makes getting in the morning really challenging and hard. Um, would like to know what your plans are to honor Black Lives and hashtag Black History Month. Last year, I suggested Adam's Black History Month corner, but I never heard back. Now, I don't remember that, but it's entirely possible I just missed the in- thing because my inbox is, is my, my DMs are a little flooded. We've missed a lot the last couple. Certainly have. Yeah, so he said, yeah. I think it'd be really cool to hear uh, about um, about that. History Corner can be more than just traditional white history. And he's absolutely right about that. Anyway, thanks for reading. Um, and so uh, what I'm going to pledge to do is I'm going to do four. I'm going to I'm going to do some research because mm-hmm. I'm not going to just do it off the top of my head. I'm going to do some research and I'm going to try to find and I will be easily able to find four different history makers within the realm of sports. That are really going to surprise you for Black History Month. Yeah. So once a week, every every once a week. Is that each fair? Week in the month. Let's. Do I like that. that. That's okay. a fun yeah. idea. Yeah. I, I like think so, that. Sebastian. I want to thank you for shouting that out because I'm excited. It's a history project for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and because I love that. Because we are looking for some ways to like celebrate Black History Month. Obviously, yeah. and that's a perfect mm-hmm. inter- integration. So thank you, uh, Sebastian, for yeah. suggesting that. So that's it's a great awesome. suggestion. So that's what we're gonna do. Is that yeah. cool? Big fan. Fucking go. That's, that's I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> let's call it. What? Let's call it Black History Month. Let's fucking go. Well, I don't know. Brought to you by the STP. What, what do you want me to say? Let's fucking do this shit. Sponsored by Nickelodeon. <laughs> Fucking go! Nickelodeon puts a, this is a complete aside, but you mentioned Nickelodeon broadcasts NFL games. Once I a know week. it's amazing. They do an incredible they job. Do so good. Oh. It's so good. Oh. They're nailing it. And they also, when they score a touchdown, <laughs> slime comes out you of get the slime. Seen that. It's I've so seen that. cool. I love that. It's I cool. love that. It's really they have uh young Sheldon explain <laughs> penalties. Yes. So they have a they've young Sheldon explaining each penalty. So when like a holding happens, a pop up of a young Sheldon comes and he does. Do you know oh, what this is holding? Do you I'm... know why that's so fucking brilliant? <laughs> They're getting kids into the game. Oh yeah. 
They're making football fun for kids. The NFL is getting kids like at the youngest age. Yes, and NHL. <laughs> you should be paying Nickelodeon to take your games. Yeah. Miss Persona explains holding. <laughs> I love that. So Blippy explains offside. Kids, <laughs> you can't hit players in a vulnerable position along the boards. <laughs> The integration is CBS owns Nickelodeon. Yeah. So whenever there's a CBS game once a week, they do that. But like CBC is out here chilling, like do a kid's show on CBC. Oh, my God. Games. I want Gary the Unicorn to explain offside. I love that idea. <laughs> I want it so bad. I love that idea. If you're American, look up Gary the Unicorn. I love that idea. Another show I'd like to go on. Wow. Hey. So there it is. Let's fucking go. That, let's absolutely fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's hard to disagree with the two of you when you say let's fucking go. So let's fucking go. make it three of us. <laughs> let's fucking go. Show title? LFG. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Okay. Well, we love you. Have a phenomenal weekend. We will see you Monday. Let's fucking go! on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.